Ransom Reason. I am Chuck. I am Karen. I am a liberal. And I am a conservative. And as Abraham Lincoln reminds us, we are not enemies. We are friends. We are friends, and it's Meme Monday, and we're going to cover two pretty obvious ones, but we're trying to make a bigger point with those. Right, right. Well, this meme shows a picture of Hillary Clinton at a podium, and it says that she stated during a presidential debate, the Supreme Court is not about checks and balances, nor to interpret the law. It is there to change and shape the law. This was our hypothesis when we saw this. I did not think it was true because she is very well versed in political speak and she wouldn't say something so silly or controversial. Now, I figured if she said something similar to it, it was taken out of context or twisted. I figured she may have said something about constitutional interpretation or something, but that this was heavily manipulated or just like Chuck said, was taken way out of context. Now, this was after a presidential debate between Trump and Hillary Clinton. And a Facebook user posted, did anyone else catch what Hillary said about the Supreme Court? It's not about checks and balances or to interpret the law, but to change and shape the law. Wow, really telling. We scoured the transcripts. She actually said nothing that could even be textually close to that. No. But that did not stop Republican activist and broadcaster Mike Hewitt. He posted the interpretation as a direct quote from Clinton. Now, had he watched the debates, he would have known that this wasn't true. He also added to his post that it proved media bias, since this should be front-page news, and that this was the reason we needed Trump to get rid of the corruption in Washington. Then, it was turned into a meme, Karen, and it went viral. And it spread across Facebook Mm -hmm. like crabs in a cat house, Karen. Ew. Ew. All right. Well, the next meme was wildly popular. I think everybody saw it. And um, it was supposed to be a quote from Donald Trump in People magazine in 1998 that said, if I were to run, I'd run as a Republican. They're the dumbest group of voters in the country. They believe anything on Fox News. I could lie and they'd still eat it up. I bet my numbers would be terrific. Although this quote has been debunked many times, we're going to go through it quickly, too. So first of all, People Magazine went through all their transcripts, and they were unable to find any record of this quote. Also, Fox News had just become a 24-hour network in 1996. It was still in direct competition with other cable news, and it really hadn't fully established itself as the right-leaning network that it's considered to be today. So Trump's alleged comment really wouldn't have made any sense. These two memes are very good examples of confirmation bias. The memes we explored in the past were memes we had to dig a bit and research to find out if they were based on fact. Yeah, and with these two memes, it took us 30 seconds on Google to easily find out that they were... Dum-dum-dum! Totally and completely false. So why do people believe them? Well, it's due to a rather unfortunate psychological phenomena called confirmation bias or that's my belief and i'm sticking to it and that my dear co-host is why our podcast is never going to be popular (laughs) 
<laughs> because <laughs> no one is ever going to feel confirmation bias listening to us. <laughs> so. No, it's it's our our listeners and the people on our page really have to challenge themselves, and they do, and we're very happy. I mean, we have to challenge ourselves, and yeah. that's 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 kind of what we're learning is that this is a journey for us too, for sure. Yeah, and. Don't think the campaign strategists are unaware of this, and that's why they try to keep people in this heightened state of anger all the time. Because the angrier that you are, the more likely you are to vote. Now, studies have shown that those with the most polarized views share four traits. They are more likely to vote. They feel more informed than other people. They are generally less informed than less polarized people. And they feel that almost all of the other parties' views are so misguided that they threaten the nation's well-being. Wow, that's relevant. I've seen that a <laughs> few sure. times. Oh, yeah. A number of studies have documented the reality of confirmation bias. In an especially clever 2013 study, it showed that people's ability to interpret numbers declines when a political context is added to it. So this particular study included 1,100 adults of varying political beliefs, and they were split into four groups. The first two groups received a small table of data about a hypothetical skin cream and whether it worked to reduce rashes. Some got data suggesting that the cream worked. Others got data suggesting it didn't. But people of all political persuasions had little trouble interpreting their data correctly. The other two groups got tables of data with exactly the same numbers. But instead of indicating whether skin cream worked, the labels on the table now said the data was showing a number of cities had enacted a ban on handguns or hadn't, and whether the results had been lower crime rates or not. Some got data suggesting that the handgun ban had reduced crime. Others got data suggesting it didn't. The data tables were identical to the skin cream example, but people in these groups became unable to describe what the tables found. Instead, political liberals and conservatives both tended to find that the data supported their pre-existing beliefs about guns and crime, even when it clearly didn't. So they could interpret the data very clearly if it was just about something they had no personal investment in. Right, and explain it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but once they were personally invested in the outcomes, the data didn't really mean anything. They just read it to mean whatever they wanted it to mean. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. In short, many Americans wear information about public policy, like medieval armor, using it to ward off challenges. Of course, it's always easy to define others as hyperpartisans who won't even acknowledge basic facts. But what about you? Now, one obvious test is how much your beliefs change depending on the party of the president. For example, have your opinions on the economic dangers of large budget deficits varied coincidentally with whether the deficits in question occurred under President Bush or Reagan, Obama or Trump? Now, when it comes to political beliefs, most people live in a bubble of manufactured outrage and self-congratulatory confirmation bias. Being opposed to political polarization doesn't mean backing off from your beliefs but it does mean holding those beliefs with a dose of humility. And as you know, Karen, I am nothing if not humble. Of, so, of course. 
Yeah. So if you cannot acknowledge that there's a sensible challenge to some of your political views, even though you ultimately do not agree with the challenge, if you can't acknowledge that it's a sensible challenge, you're probably ill-informed. Right. Elizabeth Colbert wrote, If reason is designed to generate sound judgment, then it's hard to conceive of a more serious design flaw than confirmation bias. And it does appear to be a design flaw. Neuroscientists have found that genes predict individual differences in susceptibility to confirmation bias. During an argument in terms of its neurochemistry, your brain really has been hijacked. In situations of high stress, fear, or distrust, the hormone and neurotransmitter cortisol floods the brain. Executive function that helps us with all the advanced thought processes like strategy, trust building, and compassion shut down. And the amygdala, our instinctive brain, takes over. The body makes a chemical choice about how best to protect itself, in this case from the shame and loss of power associated with being wrong, and as a result is unable to regulate its emotions or handle the gaps between expectations and reality. So, we default to one of four responses. We fight, we keep on arguing the point. Flight, revert to and hide behind just group consensus. Freeze disengage from the argument by shutting up, or appease, make nice with your adversary by simply agreeing with them. During an argument, especially with those on the internet, fight is the most common. That's partly due to another neurochemical process. When you argue and you win, your brain floods with different hormones, adrenaline and dopamine, which makes you feel good, really, really good, dominant, and even invincible. Hmm. <laughs> it's a feeling any of us would really want to replicate. So the next time we're in a tense situation, we fight again. We get addicted to being right. Speaking of, are you still going to the 12-step meetings, Karen? <sighs> Hi, my name's Karen. I'm a rightaholic. <sighs> a little bit, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. <sighs> Luckily, there's another hormone that can feel just as good as adrenaline oxytocin. It's activated by human connection and it opens up the networks in our brain, further increasing our ability to trust and open ourselves to sharing. A wise economist named Victor Fuchs, Karen, once wrote, <laughs> politically, I am a radical moderate. Moderate because I believe in the need for balance, both in the goals that we set and in the institutions that we nourish in order to pursue those goals. Radical because I believe that this position should be expressed as vigorously and as forcefully as extremists on the left and right push theirs. But most moderates aren't radical. Instead, they're often turned off and turned away from an increasingly polarized political arena. What that does is it leaves the loudest and least informed to make the decisions. We're, we're doing everything in our power to change that, right? Yes, we are. Here's a poem by Shannon L. Alder that illustrates this concept. Read it with sorrow and you will feel hate. Read it with anger and you will feel vengeful. Read it with paranoia and you will feel confusion. Read it with empathy and you will feel compassion. Read it with love and you will feel flattery. Read it with hope and you will feel positive. Read it with humor and you will feel joy. 
read it without bias and you will feel peace. Don't read it at all and you won't feel a thing. For now, that is all we have to say about that. We want to thank everyone who takes the time to listen to us. And as usual, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. We'd also really appreciate you dropping us a positive review on iTunes or on our page. We have a pretty active Facebook group. If you'd like to join, you can find us on Facebook at Rants and Reason Podcast Facebook group. We always want to thank our moderators. They do a great job there. They really do. And we like to ask a lot of questions. So we really, really appreciate everyone's interaction. You can always follow us on Twitter at Rants Reason. And if you would like to support the show, we do have a Patreon page. You can find us on Patreon at Rants and Reason. And that is today's Meme Monday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.